Hello and welcome to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. This is the end of our second week together, walking through the New Testament during the weekdays, taking one chapter of the New Testament and just uh, kind of sitting down together and, and sharing some thoughts about the text, maybe pushing us a little bit further in the way we think about the words of the scripture. And so today we are in Matthew chapter 10. Now, before we jump into there, let me just uh, remind you that uh, this follows the Valley Christian Fellowship Bible Reading Plan. Now, that should be linked in this video if you want to jump on board. You know, it's never too late to to jump on board to a Bible reading plan. You can jump in today. Um, Sometimes we fall behind and we feel bad and we like, I got to read 10 chapters to catch up. Usually, I just tell people, go ahead and uh, just pick up right where today is. Don't worry about trying to catch up. You can do that again next year. Pick up where you are, right where we are right today, and and just jump right in. That said, let's do that. Let's jump right into Matthew chapter 10. We're still in that section where Jesus is demonstrating his power, and Matthew is proving that Jesus is, in fact, he is the king of the Jews. But in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus has uh, just come on the tales of saying that, that there are very few workers for the work of the ministry, and there are very many many who needed to hear the gospel. And so now, Matthew chapter 10, Jesus, he it begins with listing out the disciples or the apostles, and then Jesus sends them out. And he sends them out with these words. He says uh, to proclaim saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Matthew 10 verse 7. And so these disciples, they're going and they're proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, uh, and as Jesus prepares them, he says, listen, This is not going to be a cakewalk. This is not going to be an easy task. He actually is preparing them for the inevitable persecution. Uh, Verses uh, uh, 24 and 25, he's teaching about the the difficulty that's going to come. He says, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. He says, It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant to be like his master. If they have called the master of the house, this is Jesus, Belzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? Now, Jesus is just saying, hey, they're calling me Satan. They're calling me someone who's who's working against the things of God. He says, listen, if you follow me and they persecute me, they're going to persecute you. You should don't do not be surprised when the world does not love you because you love me. Listen, it's it's bound to happen. You are going to face persecution. That's what he's telling his disciples in that first century, and that's what he's telling us who want to walk the ancient ways in these modern days in the twenty first century. And go a little bit further. He says that things will get difficult, not just like uh, bad words being said to you. Verse 28, he says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, this is, these are some big words. Jesus is saying, he said, you know, you're going to be afraid and there will be people who won't, they will want to harm you physically. I mean, this is what happened to Jesus. Jesus was crucified. He, he was crucified. Now, by the power of God, he, he was resurrected to give us life. But listen, we should not be surprised if the world turns on us. We should remember that there are many in our world who are brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and they don't have the comforts of 21st century America. Now, I, I understand our culture is growing increasingly antagonistic toward those in the faith. But listen, there are those in the world that they're beaten. 
They are fired. They are murdered. They are killed. They are martyred for their faith. And Jesus says, don't fear those people who can hurt your body. Don't fear, fear those who can just kill your body and cannot kill your soul. Your soul. So we, we have these bodies, but, but we, are, we are soul within our body. Our body is not invaluable. Our body is important. But more important than that is, is the soul, the inner man or the inner woman. You have a soul. And there is only one who can destroy both soul and body. That is, that is the heavenly father. And, and listen, we, we know that our soul will not be destroyed when we trust in Jesus and his death and resurrection. And so this should cause us great courage. This should mean that we should be ready to tighten up our boots and, and pick up our sword, which is the Bible, the word of God. And we should be willing to follow Jesus wherever he leads, regardless of the repercussions, regardless of the persecution, regardless of the difficulty. In fact, look at where, look at where the ch- chapter comes to a conclusion. Verses 38 and 39. Jesus says, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus here, he, he, he summarizes this, this invitation to follow him, this invitation to discipleship. And he says, he says, listen, if you are bent on finding your life, if you are, if you are focused on yourself and what you want and your desires, and if you're clinging tightly to that, listen, it's going to slip through your fingers. You are, you're going to lose life. You're going to lose the real life. But, but if you if you, for my sake, for the sake of the gospel, if you are willing to set your life, your desires aside, and if you're willing to cling to me, he says, in me, you find life. I mean, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I, I, sometimes I think that should be our theme verse for this podcast and for these, these videos, because Jesus is the ancient way, the real way. He, he is the, the true life. He, he is the truth and he, and he is the life. And, and so this is our encouragement. As we bring our week to a close, the encouragement today is to, to turn your attention again to Christ in his path, the path he has for us. It's not always a popular path. It's not always the path of, of everyone's going to love you and think great things about you and say wonderful things about you and your life is going to be easy but it is the best life because it is the life following Christ. Today, today, will you pick up your cross and follow him? Will you, will you set aside whatever selfish desires you might have? Will you examine yourself and say, what is it that is part of my life right now that does not bring honor and glory to God and that does not aid me in following Jesus? Will you take whatever that is and will you just let it go? Will you put it to the side? Will you, will you get rid of it? For the sake of picking up your cross and following Christ, this is, this is the way to true life. By trusting in the death and resurrection of Christ and then keeping our eyes on Christ as we follow him with the entirety of our lives.